Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, Ryder Cup Review Show. And here we go. Team Europe wins pretty big, pretty handily. And they basically wrapped it up on the first day, the first match, right out of the gate. And as I predicted, the top of the European team was just too strong. Just too strong. You have Victor Hovland, probably the hottest golfer in the world right now, wins the FedEx Cup Championship, wins at Memorial, um, gets second at the PGA Championship. He's just been having a phenomenal year. And John Rahm, who's been, again, solid all year, the true competitor that Rahm is, so you know he's going to show up. And then, of course, Rory. And the United States team just has a lot of firepower and a lot of great players, but they just don't really have anybody to match those three unless, I mean, Brooks and Scheffler, and then it's just a bunch of guys. Like, you know, it's not like, I don't know. It is. It's it's too bad. But that's the way it fell. And really, the thing ended <laughs> on the first hole of the first day. I know you can't say that, but it kind of did. Um, it got off to a hot start. You know, they walk out. Everybody's going crazy. The crowd, and then the United States hits it on the green. They're about thirty feet from the hole, and Europe team Europe goes, and it's Victor Hovland, and the guy chips it in, and so they get a birdie. They get the early lead. They had four foursomes go out that day, and Europe won all four of them in the first round. And they got ahead early, and they never even looked back. They just, you know, they they put their foot on their on their uh, throats, and they never they never let up. So that's how it went the whole time. And and the thing about it is, you can say what you want about who was on the team, who wasn't on the team, and things like that. But when it really came down to it, Europe, the European players, won the thing. They went out and they played great, particularly early. And, you know, the U.S. made them sweat a little bit on Sunday in the singles matches. But when it was all said and done, they had to, you know, climb the impossible mountain to to come back from how they had dug a hole. So like I will say it again with that chip in from from Hovland. Rom had a bunch of chip ins. Tommy Fleetwood. It seemed like every time you turned on the TV, the European team was chipping the ball in the hole. So <laughs> good for them. And then there was a lot of talk about how the course was set up to favor the Europeans. And I'm no conspiracy theorist, but they had they had a great setup. And I think, I don't know, but I think they were out there practicing and playing on that course a lot. And so they knew a lot of the ins and outs way more the United, than the United States. The par fours were very exciting. They were drivable. They were drivable at the like the right length. So it wasn't like you could just hit a drive and, um, you know, like 320, which is like probably where most of these guys are averaging, you know, like over 315 in the air, 320. And so what they did is they made them like 308 or 312. So they were just under their average. So they either had to take a little off the driver or they couldn't hit a three with that far. So it was kind of like done very well. Oh, and then the and then the final hole was the par five, which it just seemed like every time a match came down to the par five last hole, Europe was winning it. And most notably on Sunday in the singles match, Rom and Scheffler were, were there and Scheffler had a one stroke lead going into 18 or maybe they were, no, Rom had to win. Yeah, Scheffler had a one shot lead 
and Rom ended up tying the hole, got the half a point. It was a very important half point, actually, because kind of how the day was going, was playing along. So that would have been a good point for the United States to have. It would have kept them in the match a little bit longer, and you never know. Uh, the most incredible United States player was Patrick Cantlay, and he really carried the team on Saturday. He won the final match on Saturday, and he had to make a 15-foot par to tie the hole on 16. And then 17, he makes a 30-footer, and then on 18, he makes a 40-footer. And they were, they were some sick putts. I mean, that guy, Patrick Cantlay, can really putt. And we have a video on the Golf BPM um, YouTube channel. You can check it out with his putting stroke time to our putting music. And it's really it's really spectacular to watch. I recommend it a lot to a lot of people. And he had that stroke going. I kind of saw that stroke earlier in the day when they were showing him on TV. And then on 16, I wasn't watching. Um, I was just watching his stroke when, when he made the putt. And I was like, oh, man, he's got the stroke going. So I had a lot of confidence that he was going to make those putts on 17 and 18. Um, kind of gets to the team makeup as well with Cantlay. Um, I think the United States needs more heels on their team. Bad guys. Um, you know, some people with a chip on their shoulder. I think when they play in the U.S., hey, let's have the buddies out there and team everybody up together that loves everyone. But when they go to Europe, I think they need, you know, they need to be a little bit more salty. And I think that goes... Um, <laughs> with people's characters, not so much, you know. I mean, I think that's like a trait you either have or you don't, right? I don't have it, but they need some more people that are a little bit more prickly in there, and Cantley was certainly one of them. And the other, the only other thing I'll say about the Europe, or excuse me, the, the Ryder Cup is this week there's been a lot of talk about uh, should the players get paid, should they not, and there was, you know, oh, Cantley wasn't wearing a hat because he was, Pro silently protesting that they should get paid. And then Xander's father has said some things, and and I don't know. I think the bottom line with that is whether you think they should or shouldn't. I think they should. You know, I don't care what kind of job you're in. If somebody asks you to do an extra, you know, if you're a painter and your friend asks you to paint paint his house, you still should get paid. I mean, maybe you cut him a deal, but you know they're bringing in a lot of money with this thing, and they should, at a minimum. What they should be doing is they should be very transparent about how much money came in and where that money is going. And that's something the PGA Tour has been horrible at. That's why players went left and went to live. And that's why you have this whole situation now that you have with live and everything. Because the players are like, hey, there's a lot of money here. Why aren't we getting more? And the PGA Tour said, no, we don't have the money. And then people went to live. And suddenly the PGA Tour has money. So they should be a little bit more transparent about that money and where it's going and how it's being used. Okay, let's talk about some. Um, let's talk about tomorrow's sports. Tigers. The tiger. It's called the TGL. They just did a press release today, and I'll give you the good parts of it. The is it the Tiger Golf League? <laughs> what does TGL stand for? I couldn't see it. It wasn't in the press release. It just said TGL. Um, but anyways, it's tomorrow's sports. It's going to have SoFi is going to be the, the main sponsor, the title sponsor. And here's what they got. Okay. I think this starts in January. Okay. They're having an arena. The arena holds 2000 fans inside the arena. There is a 46 by 64 foot screen that they're going to hit into. So basically they're going to hit into a giant simulator screen, which that should be pretty cool to see and look at. 
Um, there is a 40-yard wide short game complex. There's two bunkers in there. There's a dynamic putting surface. I'm not sure if you have seen the full swing makes a green. I forget the name of it. But they make a putting green, and then it has an iPad. And within the iPad, you can change all the breaks of the green. It has a bunch of kind of rolling mechanism under the under the turf, so you can do that. So I'd imagine that's what that will be, the dynamic putting surface. And then here it is. It's six teams um, of top PGA. It says of top PGA Tour players. Uh, Three-player teams, head-to-head, head-to-head matches, 15 regular season matches, followed by a semifinals and finals. Okay. There's going to be four teams, Atlanta, Boston, Los Angeles, and New York. I don't, maybe at some point those cities will, I mean, the thing's in like Palm Beach, Florida. So why isn't there a Palm Beach, Florida team? It's kind of weird. Um, but anyways, this is where the teams are based out of. And and then here's the players that are committed so far. So they don't have enough players committed so far, but obviously they'll get them. It's Tiger, Rory, John Rahm, Morikawa, Justin Thomas. Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Xander, Max Homa, Ricky Fowler, and Billy Horschel. So they still need a few more people to join this league. And interestingly enough, Brooks Kepcha just posted a photo on Twitter this week, or Instagram, I don't know where he posted it, but it was a photo of him in the middle, and he's wearing all Nike gear, and there's four guys around him. It was uh, Max Homa, Sam Burns, Xander, and Ricky Fowler, and they're all wearing Smash Golf Club t-shirts. And Smash Golf Club, for those that don't know, is Brooks's team in Live Golf. So, I don't know. There are three of that. Xander, Homa, and Ricky have already committed to this Tomorrow Sports League. Brooks would be a great guy to be involved in that. Sam Burns is one of the top players. He was obviously on the Ryder Cup team, so he'll probably get a, an invite. So who knows? Maybe Brooks is getting a team. Or maybe, maybe that had some other sort of meaning when he posted that photo. Okay, final thought. Final thought of the week for this week in golf is kind of expanded coverage online. And it's kind of a topic I've talked about a little bit throughout the podcast this year as far as like content, content, content. It was one of the reasons there was a lot of PGA players that went to live. One of the reasons they went is because they don't have control of their name, image, and likeness. The PGA Tour has that. So if I'm on the PGA Tour and my caddy opens up his phone and he films me and puts me on Instagram while I'm hitting a shot, can't do that. I'm owned by the PGA Tour. So now, you know, in this, and so this is kind of an issue, right? And so Netflix has come in. They've done the show Full Swing. They're doing a second season. They wanted to be in, do a Ryder Cup and be in the locker room, but the players wouldn't allow it. Such a bunch of tight asses. I mean, the more... Uh, oh, and by the way, Netflix is not is not paid by the PGA Tour or or paying the PGA Tour to film them. So it's all free. TGA, or, uh, Netflix can go out and film it. And the PGA Tour is kind of cool with that because it gives them free eyes on the product and it grows the game. So that's what's happening with that. But interestingly is like, you know, you can't make your own content. But, but... In Live now, these teams in Live are making their own content. So, yeah, the PGA Tour allowed Netflix to, to make a show, but they're only giving them limited access. They still control the product. And then here comes Live, and the Live has the teams, 
And so today I saw, I think it was the Majestics have their own YouTube channel now, and they're doing all behind the scenes footage. So I don't know. They quite honestly, they had a, they were all sitting around the fire pit talking about their Ryder Cup experience, and it was quite boring. It was really boring, actually. Um, out of a score of 10, I'd give it a three. It was almost unwatchable, other than the fact that like Poulter and Westwood and some pro players were there. There was it was boring. It wasn't well done. But even that, even that being the case, these guys are making a YouTube channel. They're making more content. They're going to be putting content online, and so at some point, the PGA Tour is going to have to get involved in this. I'm sure this uh, tomorrow sports league with Tiger is going to be doing a lot of behind the scenes footage. I mean, they're going to have to fill. You know, they're they're producing a show basically. I mean, it's a match, obviously, but they're producing a show just like Sunday Night Football is producing a show. So they always have their extra content that they need to do that with. And, of course, behind-the-scenes footage makes complete sense. And letting the players, you know, control their own name, image, and likeness is what I think is a key piece moving forward that you're going to start to see more and more of. It's slowly kind of going that way. Max Homa seems to be doing a good job just on his own. But overall... That's where things are going. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf BPM.